Well, hello, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. This is the Plan Y podcast. My name is Taryn. And my name is Hannah. So, Taryn, what are we talking about today? So, today we're going to be talking about how to get started with traveling. We're going to answer all of your questions, such as where we've been, where we'd recommend, how we get around, where to stay, what to do, who to meet, and the best way to high five someone. <laughs> Yeah, right. Because we asked some people or some people asked us how to start all of this. And we thought we'd just talk in one whole episode about it and to just get you out there and live the best life possible. So we've come up with questions which we've got from listeners of the show. And we're going to go through them one by one and give our own takes. So we'll start with our first question. And that is... Hannah, how did you start traveling and what made you interested in it? Well, I started traveling after my semester abroad in Sweden. And after I finished studying, I decided to just go to Australia and travel up the East Coast because Australia is where like all of the Germans go, but usually after they finish school. And yeah, I just needed to get a little bit older, I guess, to realize that this is actually what I'm really passionate about. So I went down under and went on a two-month trip up the East Coast and it was amazing. And just being like spontaneous and not planning everything at all just made me fall in love with traveling. So the first time I actually traveled abroad, like outside of Europe, I just booked my first hostel and knew where, roughly where I wanted to go. And yeah, I think Australia was just a safe choice because I wasn't really used to travel by myself. And that's why I went there. And from there on, I just basically traveled wherever I felt like I would love to go and things that I would love to explore. Did you know that you wanted to travel before you went and studied abroad or was it the studying abroad that opened your I think it was the studying work? abroad because it was an option uh, I started in the Netherlands and it was an option to go abroad for one semester so it was always clear for me that I definitely want to do that and just go somewhere and then I ended up in Sweden and I really enjoyed it because they were like people from many different cultures that just came together like from Brazil there were people uh, that actually saw snow for the first time and America, France, Spain and it was just like amazing because a bunch of people just came together and we had class together and it just widened my horizon so so much because if there is like I don't know a simple task people might have a different understanding of what is right and what is wrong or what is the best way to go and therefore I kind of started I guess to change my point of view about so many things and that not the way I learned at home necessarily needs to be the right way but that there are other ways to kind of reach a destination a goal or whatsoever so I think that was the main part that excited me about traveling getting to know other cultures and other people and that's why I fall in love with traveling so much and just being spontaneous and do whatever feels wise like trust your guts trust the process you know and when was it that you realized that you had the travel bug that instead of doing you know you did it once and maybe that's it gone and out your system you realize that 
this is something I want to continually do. Because I, when I got home all the time, I just wanted to go back out there again. And it is like such a different feeling to talk to the people that you just randomly meet at some point and talk with about like your deepest secrets and desires than being at home and just like, I mean, at home is nice too and you meet amazing people too, but like trying out new things is just so exciting and pushing to your own limits all the time is something that makes me feel so, so alive. And this is kind of triggering me all the time to go out there again, explore new things, exploring new cultures, new food, new people. Um, yeah, maybe as well doing things I never did before that you can just do in another country maybe or are more exciting in another country uh, going on different hikes seeing different massive temples and whatsoever yeah what about you for me I always knew that I wanted to go traveling um I always used to love going on any sort of holiday I could. I always liked going to new places. And I think I was always quite independent. The first place I went traveling was actually the United States, um, which I spoke about before, which was a bit of a mistake because obviously <laughs> being under 21, not the best place. And it's just not the best backpacker sort of place. However, I did it slightly differently. And this is a topic we'll go into shortly. But I did a tour of the United States as my first trip rather than going at it alone which I think helped I then went after that and did Thailand um, Australia New Zealand and Bali all in one and um, with two of my friends um, who no longer <laughs> speak to me so I think that shows, shows how well that went um, but I made loads of friends out there as well um, but I instantly loved it I instantly knew that it was something I wanted to do and even now um, I've got about three years worth of travel plans planned out of different places nice. I want to go and how long I want to go for and I think it was always something that I knew I'd wanted to do uh, I'd saved up since I was 16 I was buying and selling bits on eBay and buying stuff at car boot sale in order to make money and do it and I just knew that this was something that I was going to be really interested in I suppose I didn't know if it was something at the time I thought I'd only tried once but it was just something that I instantly loved and I think every time I've gone traveling I've almost had a better nice. time the next time Same. So the more you, because that way you feel, you understand it better, you know what to do, you know more about how to meet. It's like everything, isn't it? The more you do something, yeah, the more exactly. comfortable you but feel But were you travelling with your parents as well when you were younger quite a lot or just in England? No, I was just, um, it was just um, me. So I'd moved out to Marbella um, when I was, when I turned 18 and left school mm -hmm. for the summer. And then I went travelling and then I went back to Marbella again. And yeah, I was always... It was mainly by myself, apart from with my two friends for mm. Australia and New Zealand and Thailand. Um, although I did meet my parents out, I think, in the United States. Um, and when you were like a child, well. you traveled a lot abroad as well. Because when I was young, we were just traveling around in Germany and always went on holidays in Germany. So I never knew how it actually felt to go on holidays in a different country. And that is probably the reason why, because that I never got curious about it. And if you never hear that it's not safe, you probably 
well, it's way easier for you to go, but I can definitely guarantee to all of the women, girls, whatsoever might listen to this podcast, it is safe to go. So go, be free and live your dream. <laughs> Run away. Run away. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I was lucky enough, I did go on holiday abroad um, a fair amount as a child anyway. Yeah. So I suppose I was more used to it, but the holidays you go on like a family holiday, is completely different. In fact, the closest thing that I would say to going on holiday by yourself, I did as a kid, was cruise ships because you go, <laughs> you meet a group of people for a week, you become good friends, um, and I suppose you're in a different country every day. You're in a different. It is place so every funny day. that you ended up working on a cruise ship then. Yeah, I think it was being on one as a kid that excited me into going when I was older. Coming uh, to the next question, Taram, how do you choose the countries? that you want to go to oh good question i think it starts off when you were younger i chose more by where mm -hmm. i knew it was safe to go whereas as i've got older it's become more about where i want to go and where i want to explore and there's a certain um well to start off with so like there's the classic countries that everyone can start with and they're going to have a good time and that includes mm -hmm. australia and new zealand although they're very expensive Thailand, which is literally just almost built around the backpacker um, tour. You could also do Europe, although I've never done it personally. And then you have the countries that people are less likely to visit on their first time, which is also good in another way because the people who go there tend to be older. When I did South America, you meet very few 18, 19, 20-year-olds because everyone's a bit older because they've usually done other countries first. And that works well. And I've also heard the same for places like India. You're unlikely to go to India on your first trip because mm -hmm. it is seen as more dangerous. And so I and I think there's always a bit of curiosity. You speak to other people who have been traveling and you see places as well. Although the first time I went to Bali, I've never really? heard of Bali before. So this was eight years ago. So this was before oh, Bali enough. was really on the map in England. It was like the new place to be. I think it was still big already in Australia, but... In England, we'd never heard of it. Now, everyone on <laughs> everyone Instagram wants to it. go there. But to be fair, it's beautiful. And the food is amazing. And as well, they banned single-use plastic, which is amazing. Yeah, definitely a good step in the right direction. And how about you? It's as well but by talking just to people and where they went. And then as well that I want to visit friends that I made while traveling and then looking at instagram pinterest pictures and just thinking oh i really want to go there too like egypt or like traveling influencers that i'm following if they for example swimming with dolphins in egypt i was like oh my god this is so amazing it's my dream to see a dolphin and yeah i'm just deciding like this where i want to go and then as well if i'm interested in a particular history for example i also met like people from egypt while i was traveling and they taught me so much about it and i think like the whole history is so interesting and inspiring and like all of this higher how do you pronounce hieroglyphs like the letters ha what <laughs> hieroglyphs hieroglyphic hieroglyphics thank you and and then all of the hieroglyphic that they used back in the days and that they're like if you go into one of the pyramids and there might be like 
arrows shooting at you and stuff like that and there were people in there <laughs> it's not actually not happening to you <laughs> just in case you think now that so, arrows are shooting at you when you're going to a pirate <laughs> i'm not even sure if you can go in one but the way they constructed all of this <laughs> that if people would go inside to maybe get all of the gold diamonds and whatever they buried with their kings um that they would actually die before they arrived there and i think <laughs> i also watched indiana jones and wanted to go traveling yeah but like if what is that like <laughs> if i'm really interested in the historical aspect of a country or culture um i'm just want to go there and see it myself and explore it and feel like a little bit of indiana jones or lara croft <laughs> amazing <laughs> i don't think we have any more to talk about on that topic i think that moves us on watch movies go traveling so hannah do you do tours or do you go your own course and i suppose this also comes under how you meet people when you go traveling so in your own experience have you done tours i do quite a lot of tours because you meet a lot of people that you can hang out with <laughs> and i think it depends as well how you travel like if you for example are in australia and not renting your own car it is probably quite comfortable to just get on, hop on a bus and do a tour um as well they already know some of the good points but for example at the great ocean road that you really shouldn't miss out but if you met a group of people i would i think prefer to just explore it by yourself because then you can just stop at the different attractions or whatsoever as long as you want and i think that's quite cool because on a tour you always have just a specific amount of time at the specific stops so it's still nice though but yeah i think i would prefer yeah. to go by myself but maybe the first time or if i just started traveling it's always better to book a tour and then it also depends on what you want to do like you would not want to skydive by yourself when you've never done it so you should book a course and the same goes probably for oh. scuba diving like you should not do it without an instructor because you might die <laughs> so it always depends on what you want to do but if it's like something where you can just drive to and look up on different blocks or pinterest whatsoever where you can go and you just use a navigation or system or a map go by yourself and explore it by yourself what about you i agree completely um i I personally have gone off traveling in tours. I did want like you start doing that. And I think it's good when you first start traveling because it saves you the the risk of the unknown, I suppose. It, because you know you're going to be traveling with people. You're probably going to like them. Although I did have one group I went with once. I won't say where, just in case, um, who the group didn't get on that well. And that's always a risk as well. You are with a group of strangers. However, like nine times out of yeah. ten, you're going to be with a decent group but i think there is a big flaw in exactly like you said doing tours that you only get to spend exactly like you said you only get to spend a certain amount of time yeah. in places and quite often you miss places as well um i'd like to go back to central america and which i did entirely by tours because i just wanted to spend four weeks there to get to south america 
Um, and now I'm going back because we miss so many things and there's so many cool things that you can do that lots of tours won't let you do. And it tends to be the slightly more adrenaline junkie stuff. For example, I want to go back and you can climb a volcano next oh, to amazing. an active volcano in Guatemala. And we skip that. And I do think you miss out um, on part of the experience. If you're on a tour, everything's done mm. for you. Everything's booked for you and so you don't have the same level of thrill there's no throwing yourself into the unknown everything is planned for you which is good especially if you're in a country that or a um, group of countries that you don't know much about and you don't know what you want to do and the other problem yeah. is they are expensive whatever you spend on a tour you could normally um, survive on for about three times as yes, long exactly. if you're traveling and by yourself even less expensive if you contact the for example if you go on a boat cruise if you contact the people on the boat directly then booking it to one travel agency that you just see on the street and also there's yeah. a difference between booking like a whole tour so like a four-week tour somewhere like on a cruise ship or so on or just going to a specific country maybe booking every now and then a tour and then doing a lot of stuff by yourself and that's where hostels are actually quite convenient because you can book tours from hostels too and then you can just see what the other people are doing and maybe someone has a car and you just hop on the car with them and go on a tour by themselves and then the next morning maybe you want to go to a specific waterfall and you can just join the hostel on the waterfall tour um, in the morning or evening or whatsoever so it's I think it's a combination of both that is actually quite nice but then again it depends have you traveled before or not maybe if you haven't traveled before by yourself just do a tour or do a combination of both or travel with a friend who is actually used to travel by themselves like my best friend we met in Vietnam he never traveled by himself besides his semester abroad as well so I planned everything for us and just said do you want to go there or here and this is like the advantages of this place and you will never be able to say a whole country in just four weeks so if you love it you definitely need to go this is like something that is like always with us too because if you fall in love with a country which you will most likely do with every country you definitely want to go back and experience this in a new different way exactly the other good point about traveling in tours is if you're doing a tour for a like you said a day tour um you can meet a lot of people on that tour and then go and do your own thing so that worked really well for me in south america because i was with a group on a boat crossing between panama and colombia and then I pretty much stayed with people I'd met on that boat tour or traveled with people who were friends of people that I'd met on that boat tour for the rest of South that America. Amazing. Talking about it makes me traveling so much. So I definitely can't wait until we go out again together. And pro tip, if you're going to book a tour, the hostel is a simple place to book it. But if you want to save a bit of money, go out of the hostel and it's usually cheaper than in the hostel as well. You can usually find an activities guide who will be able to give you the same tour for cheaper than the hostel will. And you should always book tours, really, if you can, yeah. in the country, especially day tours. Because if you book online, you're always going to pay a ridiculous amount of money to do the yeah, exact I same agree. thing. I'm going to move on to our next topic now, which is 
can we go into a bit more depth about how we choose hostels themselves? So if you are traveling by yourself, if you are on a tour, quite often where you stay is booked for you. But if you are traveling by yourself, what do you go for? And we have talked about this a little bit before. So what insight can you well, provide? I, think I check, for example, and I think this is like something that you would look for as well if you start traveling that your hostel is in the center of where, whatever town you go to so that things that you want to see are very close so that it's fast <laughs> so that you can it's fast <laughs> oh gosh I... <laughs> this episode is killing me already <laughs> so that you can go fast from attraction to attraction also if you go out during the night with the people from the hostel or whatsoever you will be back home quite fast as well and yeah that you the location is very important and as well that depending on with whom you want to travel if you maybe want a private room that so that you look for a private room as well which are probably more expensive than sharing a room but yeah I, I don't actually know if people know that much about hostels but hostels are basically shared bedrooms so you share a bedroom with like I don't know four up to maybe 16 in Australia even 50 they were yeah. like two hostels together in Brisbane and one of those hostels has a 50 bed dorm <laughs> that's disgusting I'll never stay there that's actually awful <laughs> I can't think of anything worse than sharing a bedroom with 50 people think of the smell Think of the smell alone of 50 people and everyone's been out all day. They're mostly drinking. They're mostly been hiking. They're doing different things. The smell in that well, room I don't know because I've never went inside atrocious. there. But the people who live there were quite happy. So I guess you get just used to the smell. I mean, everyone smells the same then, That's right? That's awful. <laughs> mm. <laughs> What's awful about Australia as well is those people will be paying like, 20 30 pounds for that room australian hostels aren't no, even not. that cheap yeah, it is. but then but if you're working so there it's actually all right i mean if you get a decent job yeah so all you need to do is go to australia <laughs> with a law degree become a lawyer and you're basically set for your six yeah, months true. there like i said before in the last episode i guess maybe look if there's breakfast included if there are like some extra activities that you can do in the hostel maybe they have like um beer pong night or whatever because a lot of, especially in asia i guess they have like a lot of activities going on every night and that way you actually meet a lot of people yeah. and you just need to get over yourself get there and don't be shy to be the first one saying hello or what i get quite often to even speak english because <laughs> like while you're traveling there are a lot of people from different countries and their lang first language is not english and you just need to talk to them because they don't mind if you do mistakes i did heaps of mistakes i probably still do mistakes and if they're polite they even correct you and you start a nice conversation and become friends so i guess that's the best thing you can don't do mind. but also don't speak in try to not speak english to the people who are local there um it's very different when I, in certain places they do not appreciate it some places like especially in asia they're much more accepting of it but then in other countries some people get really when um, you speak english yeah if you're for example when i was in argentina and chile if you spoke english 
And so I would speak Spanish. And they would look at me like I was talking gibberish. And then, so I'd say it again and try and do it in my most Spanish voice. And they'd still look at me like I was insane. And so then I'd try in English <laughs> really? and they'd just walk away. I never had that. But maybe they just yeah. realized from your accent that you are actually from England. And maybe that's a problem. <laughs> maybe. It's quite possible. <laughs> I normally try and travel with other people, though, because their voices are much more understandable than mine. So when I was in that exact situation, and my friend Molly went up to them and spoke to them and said the exact <laughs> same thing. I swear to God, the exact same thing. Maybe, maybe he felt threatened by my outward yeah. beauty. <laughs> well, what are you looking for in a hostel if you book one? So I actually spend hours researching hostels and that's quite different to a lot of other people I know. But I, for me, where you stay is one of the most important things that you can do. Um, so I won't spend hours looking up activities. I'll go, oh, that looks fun. I'll do that today. But with hostels, I will scour through. So the best hostel websites are, is Hostel World. That's pretty much the only website I will ever use unless I'm given a specific hostel um, to look up. For example, there's one which I don't think is on Hostel World, but is an amazing one that everyone should look at. And it's called Casa del Aqua. It's just off Cartagena in Colombia. Wow. And it's on the water. It's like a floating hostel in the middle of the ocean. And it looks amazing, like actually mind-blowing. Um, but it's very expensive, <laughs> as most mind-blowing hostels are. But, but most of the time, I will look on Hostel World, I'll never go for a hostel that has a score lower than eight, but I don't particularly mind if a score is less than nine because quite often the more sociable ones have a slightly lower score because then um, people get upset. So if you've gone there and you're looking for a quieter hostel and um, you might yeah. give it a worse review is what I found personally. Um, free breakfast is good, like you said, But a better one and the best ones, and if you ever find this anywhere, go for it, is free dinner. Because everyone will turn up at free dinner and you will talk to everyone. It saves you a meal out and it's just the best thing that any hostel can do. And hostels that normally do it also normally have a bar on site because that's how they can afford to do free dinner which means you're going to meet people at the bar and it usually yeah, means they're going to do good amazing. activities there also, as well if you go in a hostel don't go there and expecting it to be quiet so it might as well happen because you don't know which room you will get if they have for example five ten or whatsoever eight bedrooms and then it might even be that you not be able to sleep during the night so you should travel with earplugs Yes, great shout. Earplugs and also yes. one of those eye masks. I'm lucky I'm a very deep sleeper. And so, but then I must snore. I think I must I snore know. so badly. I don't know. Um, <laughs> that's it. That's good. As long as you don't know, that's fine. But also the other, the other big thing that I don't think we've mentioned yet is when you're finding out about hostels, just ask other people. Everyone is going to happily tell you about which hostels they like and which hostels they don't like and it's a great starter conversation in fact it is one of the conversations that you will have over and over and over and over and over again until you're sick of it i actually created a list 
uh, when I was in Colombia of where I'd been and where I'd oh, stayed. Yeah, I did that so I didn't too, have actually. to explain I, it to people uh, anymore. I wrote down a list um, what I did in Laos, Vietnam and Cambodia. And if someone asked me, I just sent them the list with all of the activities that I did and as well things that I wanted to do and told them I didn't do that but I would look it up and you can do it in this specific town or whatsoever and it is so much easier than to explain it over and over and over again what you will also explain over and over and over and over again is your personal story so you might <laughs> even end up telling your personal story or where you're from and basically the starter questions are oh so where are you from what have you been doing so far and or where are you working at or whatsoever and you need to explain it over and over and over and over again yes it's tiring <laughs> it's so tiring i um used to make a thing of going up to people and say <laughs> and say hi i'm taron i'm from the uk i've done this and that and this and that now let's talk about something else just as a starter thing because everyone and um, once you've been out there for a few days, everyone's heard it and they've heard it a thousand times. I'd never remember. I ask people and people will tell me and I will never remember anything they've said either. I'll ask them again for weeks because you hear so many people, so many people's yeah, stories. If you get tired of telling your story, just make one up because I did that a couple of times as well. <laughs> so, <laughs> Give me a story. So I was a makeup story. artist well, in Paris uh, before. Because I was wearing like, you know, these stones oh, wow. that you can put on your face and a lot of makeup or not makeup, but like on your eyes, colorful makeup. And we did a pop core with a friend of mine who lives in Paris and she is French as well. I met her actually in Vietnam and they asked me, oh, are you a makeup artist? And I just went with it. I was like, yeah, sure. And then I think when I went to Rome, I made up a story as well <laughs> with my friend. We even decided on telling different names but then she told her real name and then already i already went with my fake name so at some point these two guys from <laughs> south africa were just like so what's your name because i think i started calling them just lucifer and gabriel from the bible <laughs> and i was like oh call me whatever you, you can be called jo i think i call myself <laughs> joanna joanna joe some of my friends call me joe so they actually ended up calling me lucy and I think I told them that I'm a motivational coach. And then they were like, so what are you doing as a motivational coach? Wow. I was like, oh, shit. I wasn't thinking of that. And then I was like, oh, dear. Yeah. <laughs> well, how would you not expect that I had that actually a quite good continuous like answer. I was like, wow, that depends on the person, you know, you really get deep into the topic and then you try to figure out what their problem is so it really depends on the person which direction you go but at the end we always find a solution and we said that we like just traveling around all the time that we don't have a place where we actually live because we live everywhere and nowhere at the same time and then we always meet up for our wow. birthdays because our birthdays are both in um august so we said so for her birthday we were in amsterdam and for my birthday we are actually here in rome this is insane because this sounds so even <laughs> i who've known you for years <laughs> were like oh my god i never knew this wow and then see so you're this is us telling all these people like it's okay you can trust people actually, Go and Australia, my friend, our friend diana and i told everyone that we are sisters she is from canada and had has vietnamese roots and one night we told just everyone that we are sisters, that her mom is from Vietnam and my my mom from Germany and our 
father is from South Africa and that he's just a player. And we just figured out a while ago that we are sisters and we were drinking a lot as well. And some people believed us and there's like a friend of us who said, no one believed you. And then the next day I was just, because we were living in a hostel, I was just going to the bathroom, getting ready. And Diana's always sleeping in until 12, 1 p.m. or so. And there was this guy that I can't remember talking to. And he was like, oh, so how is your sister? And I was like, talk with you about my sister? And then I remember wow. that we told him the stories. And I was like, oh, yeah, she's great. She's still sleeping. And once after this, um, I remember that someone at the reception asked as well, oh, so how's your sister? And I was like, oh, you know, she's actually not my sister. And I remember as well wow. one into someone that I met before and I told him the story as well oh so you know we are actually sisters and he's like oh yeah I can see that and I was like what <laughs> so we're both trying to figure out now how to adopt each other <laughs> as a sister so if any one of you guys know in which country you need to travel to become legally sisters at least in that country let us know <laughs> you have really a lot of fun making up the stories <laughs> well, who, who are you <laughs> you can just tell them whatever you want <laughs> i remember that me and two friends of mine we went to edinburgh for new years and we spent two hours in a coffee creating our story that we never told at the end <laughs> wow this well, is at insane the end, they always figure you out are this was just a story that we made up but it's a nice way to start you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> nothing starts off friendship well like deception <laughs> um so i mean this actually is one of the other questions so we'll go in is about what do you talk to <laughs> since we're already halfway in through it what do you talk to other people about um i think that pretty much sums i i think we pretty much summed it up <laughs> lie lie about everything and um but also how you meet people so obviously you're going to meet people if you stay in hostels you'll meet people in your room um but the one of the best things to do is i find that most of the time there will be a few people talking outside even if it's like two or three i would just i would personally grab a beer and just go and introduce myself seems a really scary thing to do and it is even now there's been times where i'm like oh i don't really want to but as soon as you do it everyone because everyone is in the same boat everyone is wanting to meet other people as well and doesn't really know how to do it so as long as you take the lead other people will happily follow and i find there's usually a domino effect to that because as soon as you start talking other people will see that you've gone over to this group and it will slowly get bigger and bigger and bigger and that's how you end up with a big group of people all talking but it also does help if you like hannah said earlier go to bars um at the hostel bar um sit and meet people at breakfast but it's mainly just having the courage yeah, to go and true. say hello I can to agree someone 100 with it because it feels it's kind of feels like sometimes that it's stressing you out to just go to someone and start talking to them but then we are all in the same boat you know that person might do it the next day in a different city so you know no one will be rude to you and say well you can't talk to us we are just by ourselves everyone will welcome you especially if you choose staying in hostels because this is what hostels are for to socialize with each other by very definition basically <laughs> and that brings us really nicely into our next bit of once you've met people do you have much of a plan or do you I sort of go with go the flow, with the flow? Right. and if i 
want to go out with people that are mad I might even change my plan so I learned due to traveling actually to trust my guts and it never disappointed me what about you I have a philosophy where I will book my flight in and then maybe book my flight out it depends on the trip I'm going on if you have somewhere you need to be after a certain amount of time I will book mm. out a flight from another destination. Other than that, I basically book nothing. I research nothing because the most insightful thing you can do is speak to other people whilst you travel. But also, if you've made friends along the way, the last thing you want to do is yeah. have to leave that group because you've booked this and this and or this and this. And I've seen it happen so many times of people have booked a load of stuff before they've come and then they've met a big group of people and they say oh I wish I could stay with you guys but they can't because they've already got other stuff booked and you can't get your money back if you cancel so I try to book the very minimum however some things you might need to book for example I had to book my crossing between Panama and Colombia because I knew I had to be in Colombia for certain dates and also things like tourist visas quite often you might need to book a flight out of the country you're flying to in order um, to be allowed into the country in the first place otherwise they'll hold you up in the airport or they could potentially even send you back although I've never heard of anyone being sent back but normally they'll make you book something out in which case if you ever do get stuck in this predicament the best thing you can do is book the cheapest bus out of the country um, from any port and then show that to them and then go and book yourself a flight out to wherever you need to go at a later point. Um, <laughs> otherwise, you might end up spending well, a fortune. It's like just amazing to be spontaneous. And it's like every decision you make while you're traveling is yours, which is at the same time very empowering and overwhelming. And while you're traveling, there will also be like a few days where you just don't want to do anything at all. But that's fine too, because then sometimes it's better to just slow down and you rather less than more so you can enjoy what you're doing at the moment and not to stress out too much about what you're going to do. And just book <laughs> like just everything the way you feel it, you'll be totally fine. On the other hand, you do need to have your wits about you when you travel and make sure you book certain things otherwise you can get stuck um, especially with if you're doing a tour Whit Sundays in Australia is a big one it's only on every few weeks and if you do have a limited amount of time in a country you do need to book stuff up so if you really do want to do something you can book it in advance and just plan your trip around it and be spontaneous in between also you need to be aware that some things might go wrong and while you're traveling maybe even by yourself you feel like it's really really terrible but then looking back at it it wasn't terrible at all and it ended up in being even a better situation or for example if you lost your phone or something like that it can be like quite devastating but there is always a solution and I'm pretty sure that if you just stay calm and don't lose your mind everything will work out pretty fine at the end and there's always a solution for everything yeah most well yeah most of the time what you need to think of is that you definitely should book a travel insurance because even if nothing happens to you it can and if yes. something happens to you it is always better to have a travel insurance so much better and it can scare you out of a lot of trouble if you're booking travel insurance as well make sure it covers you for what you're doing for example if you want to do 
skydiving that's not covered under normal travel insurance you need to get one with i think is it normally like adventure travel or something like that it it depends on the country as well what kind of insurance you can book so make sure that you actually look into it no matter where you're from because it varies probably from the different countries because i know that here we can book different insurances and also leave out different kind of things in my travel insurance for example if i would die abroad they will take my body back to home <laughs> maybe we should just leave that because that's just like quite creepy out of all the things you've said in multiple podcasts <laughs> i think that's that's not even topping the list and it's a well, fair point as well it's not like you're going to die but if um, but if you do die again, you rather make sure that your body is yeah just make a travel insurance and just like taren said just try to cover as m- much as possible it's including now with a new added bonus covid something to also keep in mind your travel insurance will not mean they will pay for you straight away if you like me end up in hospital in thailand for whatever reason you will still have to pay your own money and then claim it back from them and if you don't fall in the to the perimeter of your travel insurance they won't pay for you i once ended up in hospital one day between two travel insurances one finished the day before and one started the day after it cost me $300 if you want to save money don't <laughs> do it on a travel insurance also make sure you shop around and never book travel insurance whilst you're already in those countries otherwise they will charge you so much more yeah. make sure you book it before you leave and with all of this including travel insurance how to meet people and everything else a really good place to look is youtube if you want to learn more about countries before you go youtube pretty much has every inch of the earth covered in multiple recordings from multiple people from multiple backgrounds all different ages genders and everything else um there is really no better place i think i look mostly on instagram or maybe pinterest and more on pictures and then from there i just try to find videos i find that if i want to know about a place i will look up that place specifically so if i want to go to vietnam i will type in vietnam backpackers yeah. or vietnam backpacking and just sort of see what happens well i actually get inspired quite a lot by the people that i know and follow on instagram that are continuing on traveling and then it's also a good way to stay in contact with people to just ask them oh where did you went there and then you just get inspired or maybe want to go there as well so i think that it's a good way as well to try to figure out where you want to go next also what i want like to add as well is that it will happen as well when you're traveling by yourself that you will be alone but being alone doesn't mean that you are lonely and i feel like it was like one of the first times that i actually went out to the cinema by myself and it didn't feel weird and it actually feels quite good as well sometimes to do whatever you would like to do by yourself and as taren and i mentioned before you will never be completely alone because you always will find people but you have the power as well to say i want to have a quiet night or maybe just go somewhere by myself and then experiencing it just by myself and this is like just such a strong feeling and it's just like amazing yeah and the other thing that is worth mentioning as well is that not every moment is going to be packed with thrills and excitement sometimes like hannah said you is just a nice 
relaxing day that you can sit and enjoy and just sit in the sunshine occasionally. Some moments when you travel will be life changing and others just won't. And that's absolutely fine. And that you can't constantly look um, for excitement and thrill. <laughs> Although, to be honest, if you do look for it, you will mostly find it. Yeah, but just so make sure important. you make time for um, yourself as well. Yeah. And I think on that fascinating point, that is the end of today's episode. So thank you, everyone, for listening in. This is the Plan Y podcast. My name is Taryn. My name is Hannah. And thank you for joining us. We will see you next time. We love you. Bye, bye.